we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hello, friends, both young and old, mortal, and friends who are unravaged by the horrors of time. Welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. I'm Ascended Master Sequoia Kennedy. And I'm Willow Truman. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) What, do you want me to say something? (laughs) No, that was just there with the slow pause. It was, uh... You know, I've got to build up some suspense. (laughs) Hell yeah. The people waiting to hear what I'm going to say. Now I just sound like a fucking arrogant asshole. (laughs) I was like, like, should I say I'm an Ascended Master? I'm like, no, not... I haven't reached that point. I should have just called yet. you the receiver, Willow Truman. Yeah. I'm Madame. the alcoholic master. Pass me another beer, please. For sure. <laughs> Madame Willow Truman. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Now, why are we talking about Ascended Masters? Um, yeah. Why are we? So I was, I was kind of looking for a, I, it's been a, it, it's been a busy couple of weeks and I was looking for a, a kind of. I don't know, like I wanted something paranormal. I wanted something, you know, on the on the more woo-woo kind of strange right. side of things. Something a little fun. I went through this like <laughs> it was a roller coaster of emotions with this story. Because at first I was like, oh, this will be great. Uh and then I was like, oh, you know what? There's not really a lot here. And then all of a sudden I've got a cork board. I'm reading fucking pages of diaries that may or may not have actually existed from uh, one of Marie Antoinette's court ladies. Harry Horse might have forged them. Fuck's sake, maybe he did. I don't know at this point. Right? Because it just turned- The rabbit hole goes deep. All of a sudden, this this story that I was a little worried about, like, not having that, that much to it, is just the craziest fucking bullshit I've ever found in my life. So, yeah, we're going to go through some of this. Oh, boy. Yeah, and the- uh, Well, this bullshit doesn't really have a name. It does have a title. Uh- the Count of St. Germain. The Count as in like Count Chocula or uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Count from uh, Sesame Street. Count Chocula is hot. He's always reminded <laughs> me of Andy Samberg. <laughs> they look alike. I can't deny that. Like, but like if there was a movie, okay. Andy Samberg would pay, play Count they Chocula. You look alike. Who would play Frankenberry? Oh, Tom Hanks. Okay, cool. All right. We can I don't know that many. I, I feel like that was, I didn't, I could have gone for a deeper cut, but. Oh, uh, we got Booberry too. I don't I know who Booberry would be though. Looks like. Haley Joel Osment. So, Count Chocolate, the Count of St. Germain. Yes. Um, this guy was a dude, I think. No, he was. And that much we know for sure, but like beyond that. Definitely a dude. He was definitely a dude. Actually, maybe, I mean, he might've been, a, he might've been a lady. Could have been. Don't really. Like, we don't know. Not relevant. Not relevant. Anyway, this Count, I think I'm just going to call it. I'll either call him the Count or Saint Germain, or I'll say the whole thing. The SG. Count Saint Germain. In like French, it's a like Comte or C O M T E Saint Germain. I don't know how to pronounce that. I am not. I I'm. I don't do it. I like to do the accent, funny voice thing, but I'm not doing the French one. I only do the French accent when I'm making fun of like fat Canadian oh, conspiracy oh, oh. theorists and shit. Oh, smell uh, like a fresh fry. Fucking poutine bearded <laughs> Jesus soldiers. But the Count of St. Germain was this, uh, there's a lot of cheap articles that like are like the real most interesting man in the world. And he was this guy who existed in some of the royal courts in the 1700s when 
no one else in those courts like knew his real name. They only knew him as the Count of St. Germain. He's described as an occultist, an alchemist, a mystic, a philosopher, an adventurer, a composer, a general friend to the wealthy and powerful. Um, he has got it going on, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, he's basically just a, a friend and compatriot of the wealthy. What he's Well, he had some skills. Okay. Like, he was an alchemist. Like, he, he could do some tricks. Yeah, he was magicking it he up. He was really good at making dyes. Like to dye okay. clothes and shit. That was the thing he actually definitely could do. Oh my god, he's he's Rumpelstiltskin. You can't know his real name, and he can do magic. Ah, that's that's a good uh, that's a good guess. <laughs> it's a it's something because I'm thinking alchemist. You know, ter- uh, spinning the straw into gold and stuff. You know. Yeah. No, he like would do that shit. Like he would uh, he he would he had this this trick he would do. Where, where he like took with people's King firstborn Louis, sons. Well, no, King Louis the Fifteenth. Um, he there's a story from like multiple sources of this fucking guy uh, saying to King King Louis, uh, "Yo, you've got like five little diamonds there. I can do this thing where I can take those five little diamonds and I'll turn them into one fucking big diamond." Oh my god! Yeah, and so King Louis the the Fifteenth gave him the the five diamonds, and then like the next day. He did his alchemist shit, and then overnight, like, and then there was a big diamond. How'd he do it? How'd he do it? Did I, he just have, like, one big diamond? Or did he just have a fucking quartz and cut it in a, a way that looked yeah, like a diamond? And you just know, like, honestly, how, how's the king going to know? He's not going to exactly. know. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude just making man. off the diamonds. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, like, a thing yeah. for con men on our show. I love con men. I do, too. I fucking love con men. Like, before we did this, and before we ever even talked about doing a podcast together i had this idea for a show and i even made a thumbnail for it called flim flam and it was gonna be all about like cons and scams and stuff like that that's awesome but there's a lot of our content that overlaps with that so i'm glad we're we're doing another good old con man yeah 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 yeah. We're, he is a con man i then i kind of just realized this is also a con man store and well you know he conned himself to some if you can imagine heights beyond <laughs> I can. Kings and queens. I really can. He might have conned himself to the highest heights. Mm. Ascended heights. Ain't that how it goes? Beyond the already like bullshit sounding uh, idea of like hanging out with kings and queens all over fucking Europe because he was in like England or the Netherlands and France. This dude also, he also made his way into like, uh, into theosophy. So into like modern new age fucking uh, thought and shit. Um so basically he was woven into the fabric yeah. of sort of Western esotericism. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way. To, yeah. He was woven into the fabric, sort of like only by the bullshit side. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this comes oh, through yeah. theosophy. Cause they'll take any like obscure figure well, and rewrite, you know, the history. We'll get it. We'll get into that. But like people have come up with it after this dude's supposed, supposed death. Well, cause the other thing this dude would do is he would apparently just like offhandedly like remark about like, oh, I'm 500 years old and shit like that, right? Yeah. What, you didn't know like people that did that? Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I love that shit. It's, <laughs> but he would just like offhandedly yeah. say that stuff and he was apparently like a brilliant like mystic. Like the number of like compositions that are attributed to him are huge, like music uh, music compositions. Right? Awesome. It's a ton. And like the dude was apparently good? like, mm, it's... I don't know what chamber music in that time period. Oh, okay. It's, it's not my jam. Chamber um, music. What does chamber music mean? What is a 
what is a chamber? What happens in a chamber? Because I think of something creepy. What a ho, 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 ho. powdery wigs oh. and shit. Okay, I don't oh, like it. Oh, 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 oh. it. That is creepy. That's, is it dark in the room? I mean, they don't have electricity. It's fucking candle. It's chandeliers. Oh, candle. Yeah. Fucking creepy. Yeah. And in wigs, like yes. Oh, 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 oh. I want to hear some oh, 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 if we if we can in a bit. We absolutely. We absolutely. Okay. Will. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't worry. So, and hold that thought about the creepiness of this time period. All right. All right. So this dude, he was also like a brilliant mystic and philosopher and shit. According to the people around him. Brilliant mystic or good cold reader? Or just like smart guy. Yeah, or there you go. observational, I good mean, with people. Maybe this is like another character like, well, a lot of the characters we talk about. A guy who's just like, maybe this is like the archetypal like mystic outlaw, like yeah. fucking Harry Horse, John McAfee, like fucking, you know, these right? characters. Even, um, even fucking, oh my God. I want to say Theosophil, but that's not what Mark uh, Braun goes by. Right, right. Quasi-luminous. Quasi <laughs> Quasi-luminous. He, he has another name that starts with a TH. He's, you know. Yeah, quasi-luminous almost even, except he doesn't, um, he seeks no monetary profit from it. He he's, just he's got a the, couple. He's got a couple rungs up the ladder to go before he Yeah, yeah. But it is a type for sure. But yeah, and like this, you know, what, what does a brilliant mystic mean? It's like. He had really cool ideas. Well, Someone I will actually that's good at at like seeing between the I don't know. We'll hear what some of his contemporaries said about him. Okay, because like I have to reiterate, this was a real dude. Yeah, this dude exists. Uh, he got like like Voltaire dropped some sick burns on him and shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, he met Casanova, and like we have in Casanova's diary, um, he was just like a piece of shit that got fate like he's. Got his name turned into a synonym for womanizing. Yeah. It's just, that's what he's famous for. And he was also a writer and shit. So. Oh, I was thinking of Bossa Nova. In my head, I was like, do, 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 do. And I'm thinking of like little, you know, yeah, no, castanets and cast, stuff. Like he's a real Casanova. Um, yeah, he's a real Castanet. <laughs> real boss, boss Nova. Okay. So, but then like, he then like after his, like he says he's like from all this, like he's 500 years old, right? And he says that like, like he apparently has all this like wisdom and knowledge that seems like like fucking wild to people doesn't ever really eat anything right and uh you know then also uh, there's like some uh some diary entries from people written after he died saying they saw him like, like he he came back essentially from the dead and like warned a uh, part of uh marie antoinette's court about the french revolution before it before Ooh. it happened right and like and saved uh saved this woman's life from this diary and she will take a closer look at that in a second and then Helena Blavatsky said that he was one of the ascended masters of, mm -hmm. of theosophy. And then this weird theosophy offshoot that I just kind of started looking into called the I am activity, which is the creepiest fucking name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. The I am act. Something about the activity. The I am activity. The activity like, makes me ooh. feel like, I don't know, I'm it's, in kindergarten. It, make, it makes my fucking skin crawl, dude. Yeah. So like, oh, that name. The Where the activity? Like, oh, I uh -huh. fucking hate it. Oh, my God. It seems just as like pure evil. I love, love. But anyway, so, they turned him into uh, this like almost he's in the same league as Jesus. Right. With all of the, you know, after his death, all these stories about him. Yeah. And, oh, we're still seeing him. But like. So with the person who saw him and it saved her life, I, if if the ghost of a dead guy came to me and told me some shit about you need to do this or else you're gonna die, I'm listening to him. I'll well, be like, also, oh, I'm going crazy. But he was also, a real dude, and he like, according to this diary, like 
he had this lady uh, take take him to uh, oh, to so, Marie Antoinette. So he did this like before uh, he died, or his ghost did this? Ascended master. I'm confused. Yeah. <sighs> so, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll okay. Get in. We're gonna start a little earlier though. Okay. All right. Oh, my my brain is yeah. starting to swell. There's a there's a timeline on um, there's a site called I think it's like the search for the search for Saint Germain or something, mm-hmm. um, probably blogspot.com. And there's like a timeline that starts in the age of the dinosaurs, and it's like how'd you the get the age this? of the dinosaurs? Literally. But also, this lady says, uh, "Don't come at her with the fucking I am activity Saint Germain stuff," because like, yeah, they, they even think that that's bullshit. So okay. that's a whole. We're, yeah, eventually so we're gonna like, take a hard left down there's bullshit. There's multiple Ave. branches yeah. that have different interpretations. And again, real dude. Mm-hmm. We can listen to his music. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a, a story about him. Uh, well, some guy calling himself Jock Saint Germain, moving to New Orleans in the 1900s and being a vampire. He said he was the son of the count. Yes. Yeah. We have vampires in this. Yes. Sure. Well, that makes sense. Uh, he's supposed to be like immortal. He's a vampire. Sometimes mm. the bullshit can run deeper than, than you think. No, it's like sometimes the bullshit is never fucking ending, which sometimes. is what I've learned. It like it doesn't end. It's it's it snowballs. It snowballs in, into each other. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. We just live in a cosmic web of nonsense. So, oh, he was. Uh, it was channeled by Edgar Casey. He was, he's seen as the herald of the age of Aquarius and this like right. mortal. Mystic, yeah. I'm sure there's a ton of like theosophists and a ton of people that have channeled him because that's what people do with the ascended masters is they channel them and, and talk as them and say the spirit of Buddha is now talking through me or whatever. Yeah. So, okay. I think we should set the scene. I think so too. I think that's a good idea. So I'm going to play some. What music. year is it? So, officially, this dude was born around 1710, okay. between 1691 and 1712, and he officially died in 1784. Uh, throughout his life, this dude deliberately obscured his real name and origins and used pseudonyms and fake titles to great effect. And some of these like fake titles included the Marquis de Montefrat, Comte de Bellemare, Chevalier Schenning. That's great. That's a great fake name, Chevalier Schenning. Yeah. Count Weldon, Comtis Soltikoff. And Graf, Graf Zrogi, 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 Zrogi. It's impossible to say, so no one's going to push it you out. On. Oh, come on. Graf, Graf Zrogi. Mm, probably like that. Zrogi. So. Wait, wait, wait. And Prince R- Rogowski. Well, Prince Prince Rogowski. Or is that not him? That's. Because I, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. That turns out to be, that is probably his real name. Oh, Don't shit. read through it. You're spoiling yourself. Okay. I'm like, I'm not scrolling through it. I'm just, I have it open and I'm just looking at him. Don't spoil yourself. I'm, I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. These are uh, quite, that's quite a few names. I love it. There's probably more than that's on that list though, but that's, um, that's a good technique. Okay. So like, and there's some other theories as to who this fucking dude was beyond like ascended masters and shit. Like, uh, so, cause like not all the people who are looking for St. Germain, like are part of that shit. Right. Right. Also, he supposedly lives on the top of Mount Shasta. Oh, my fucking God. That's his house. Yeah, okay. Um, so other identities that people associate with him uh, include the alchemist Nicholas Flamel, who, according to legend, invented the philosopher's stone. Dude. Sir Francis Drake, 
No, you can't do this, people. They think he's Sir Francis Drake, which is usually wrapped up in the theory that Sir Francis Drake was William Shakespeare. So by extension, he must. The count I, is also William Shakespeare. I was wondering if Shakespeare was going to play into this, actually. Yes. Okay, because I mean, that said, was a couple uh, hundred years before this dude was around. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's five hundred years old. He's yeah, a vampire. Exactly. He's whatever. He's still here. I don't yeah. know. He's in Hollywood right now. Who is he? There's he's an actor listening right now. I'm sure he is. Yeah. If he existed, he would be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's in this room right now. He's what in that if fucking I bathroom. am him, actually? So you're the ascended master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, <laughs> the student has become the master. Yes, I feel comfortable saying it now. I've <laughs> come a long way in the last half hour. <laughs> oh, Christ. All right, who else we got? We got St. Joseph, the dude who uh, wasn't actually Jesus' father. Okay. Um, the prophet Samuel, that was last of the Hebrew judges. Okay, at this point... Merlin? Just say that he's everybody. Just he's a, everybody is everybody, okay? Everybody's everybody. Like, at this point, that's so many fucking people. I don't... Yeah, like... And how has the consensus been, like, I don't think that's a that? consensus. Or is this just I the think there's probably, like, 12 people theories. that think he's Merlin. Yeah. There's probably, like, 12 people that think... There's know. probably so many different theories on, like, who... Because the person writing this... Like, right in this list of names that I got this like from... Like, fan fiction. Well, they're just, like, scouring the internet for shit. Yeah. Right? And so they see people posting stuff about who they think fucking the Count of St. Germain is. And they go, oh, people think it's... But it's just one guy in fucking a basement in Arkansas going, I bet he's Merlin. Yeah. You know? Well, what's fun about that is, I guess, if it's possible for this guy, well, then it's possible. And wouldn't that be cool if the chance of immortality was real? That's, oh, that's a huge thing. That's a thing that... That's a huge yeah. thing. Maybe we shouldn't go that dark with it. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what? <laughs> let's let's go as dark as we can with that because the a big thing I was I was getting from uh, this research is that the 1700s were weird. Yeah, they were super weird. So let's get into the fucking historical facts about this dude's I, life. I want to before we take a hard left on, down uh, Bullshit Avenue. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play some of the music that was actually composed by this dude. Finally. Yeah. Can I twerk to it? Is it twerkable? Anything's twerkable if you try hard enough. Okay. I'm just creating a music video in my head. All right. So, yeah. Think of the the chandeliers and the powdery fucking wigs. I was thinking about a wicker basket full of snakes that are, like, slithering all around. That's what I, like, imagine when I hear this. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Think of the the chandeliers... The candles. So what do they do when they listen powdery to wigs. this? Do they like, what? what's a, a 1700s um, drink? I want to know like... Fucking wine. Yeah. Yeah. That's boring. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're wearing these stupid coats. They're drinking wine and they got their own... So this is the... Are they dancing at all? Like, like slow dancing? So fucking, uh, take it, think of it this way. They're definitely, they're slow dancing at this point. Yeah. This is for uh, op- an opera, I believe, Okay. that this dude wrote. Um, yeah, it's a ballroom. There's like all these, there's, uh, Europe was just kind of fucking killing itself all the time, mm-hmm. you know, at this point. And like, you got all these powdery wig fucks, just like, there's fucking cannons. Well, I'll get into that later. Um, there's like, there's people covered in ash, like clawing at the windows. Please let me in. Like, please, yeah. I want food. 
Well, yeah, kind of. And there's just like fucking people killing them, killing each other just right over there. Like this whole time period, and we'll get into some of the, some of that like politicking and shit, but all the European countries are just fucking at war with each other all the goddamn time. Killing, killing each other all the fucking time. Nice. All the fucking time. And like, they had guns now and shit. It was like, you know, middle ages, but with guns now and shit. And like, uh-oh. You know, this is right before the French Revolution. So this is the height of like, you know, they're f- they're like, listen to this bullshit. They're fucking drinking wine, going ho 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 ho, uh, while like people are starving in the streets right next door, and then right next next door, like um, dudes are just getting their fucking legs blown off by cannonballs, and they're like still going ho 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 ho, and like fucking each other in the head maze and shit. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it's that Alice in Wonderland like. Well, I mean, 1800s too. Well, Europe's know. always been like, fuck the Europeans. But this is the type of Europe that America said, fuck you two, right? In yeah. 1776. But like, this is the thing that, you know, this is that whole fucking, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting that like the first imagery that my mind clings to is like snakes in a basket. Yeah. Because it is almost like, nobility is almost like snakes like hidden in the basket. Like this concealed that, threat. Are you talking about the reptilians again? No, like not even. But it is a, it's a good metaphor. It's a good metaphor. It's a good metaphor. So, the Count of Saint Germain first shows up in writings about about him. Are we gonna let sources. the music play in the back? Yeah, uh, nah. We can turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> he first shows up in uh, primary sources by writing the music you just heard. Okay. It, would, I mean, it's pretty good. It's whatever. Like, it, yeah. It's, it's not my jam. No, it's nothing that I would like ever put on to listen to ever. Yeah. Uh, but it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he first shows up in 1740. And according to music historian, David Hunter, the Count composed a considerable amount of music for a London opera called La Inconstanza de Luza. I'm sorry for that pronunciation. The Incontinent... Uh, is that the delusion? Na- is that really the name of it? La Inconstanza Delusa. Yes. Is, it means the incontinent delusion? No, I don't think so, but that's what it sounds like to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, that's uncanny to, to my life. I mean, that would just be beautiful, but I don't think Inconstanza it is. Inconstanza Delusa. I'm looking it up. Oh, it just comes up with stuff about, like, St. Germain. Yeah. I, what was the... The opera about... Do I don't know. Like, yeah. it, uh, it was just like, it ran... It's too old and foreign. So it ran weekly for three months in early 1745. Okay. It said on like on most Saturdays um, between like early February and early April in 1745 in Haymarket. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a phenomenon or anything. It wasn't right. like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like the Beatles. He was just know? a professional musician yeah. or a professional composer doing his shit, right? Yep. Um, good steady work. Yeah. Good for him. And like, there's no, he never gave any public performances of his shit. Oh, so he, he just, just like let other it. people do yeah. it? He just wrote the stuff. Okay. Yeah. Hunter says there's evidence that he gave a handful of private performances to high society. And like in his article in this like journal, um, it's like a, like a journal on like music history. Yeah. Uh, he, um, he, he's encountered, he's like, you know, looking for the truth of St. Germain and shit. And it, I can tell yeah, that he's, he's just a music the guy. fucking crazy. Yeah. And he just can't comprehend it. Right. Like, it's like he, he completely compartmentalized it and ignored it. 
but I can like tell there's some fucking singe marks on its cerebellum. Right. That's like how I feel about any journalist that's reporting on Chris Chan right now. Like just a normal person. Not not talking about it. Not doing it. (laughs) That's probably how David Hunter like felt like looking into the Count of St. Germain. He's like, oh, there's a lot here, but I'm just going to stick to the facts of, of the music stuff. Yes. Yeah. What I need yep. to write my thing. His, it's all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> People are fucking stupid, as I, I think the emotion that he was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he found evidence that he uh, did give par- private performances and shit. Right. So he was there, a musician. In December of 1745, so like after the opera had already ran its course. So in 1745, December, during the Jacobite Rebellion. What, uh, what is that? So the, the, I'm glad you asked. Because I specifically looked this up. Oh, okay, yes. good. So this was also also known as the Year of Charles. Oh. <laughs> it, was attempt, it was an attempt by Charles Stuart to retake the British throne for his father, who, King James. So this was when, like I said, everyone was killing each other. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So this is when... Um, I want to be the king. Right, I at, this be is the after king. the, uh, like, you know, the Protestant split and shit. Yeah. And, um, bunch of, you know, well after. and Bunch so, of like, babies. Now the, the like Catholicism and Protestantism had like had time to mature and like, you know, get dynasties in the thrones mm-hmm. and shit. And and I believe it was like sixteen nineties, the Protestants basically with the help of the Dutch, and it was also known as the Dutch Crossing, there was the Glorious Revolution where like the Dutch invaded England, like under like under it was under the guise of the Protestants, you know, fighting a war of succession to put a Protestant like heir to the throne and depose King okay, James. Okay, so it's all like religion bullshit? Yeah, it's the okay. Protestant-Catholic wars in okay, England. Okay, it's like, just like, no, was, my, my religion should have the throne. No, so my religion should have the throne. Basically, this is like, the last time that England was ever invaded by land or like by by troops. Okay. Because like the Dutch like invade and like, you know, the, you got two guys, like one guy's the actual king. He's like King James or whatever. And then like, if you ever seen Game of Thrones, it'd be like Stannis Baratheon coming. I mean, that's, this is exactly what that, like, Stannis Baratheon is based on. It is, you know, yeah. shit like this. It's this dude with this new religion saying, I'm the rightful king. And then, like, he has the army to back it up because the Dutch paid for it. Because right. the Dutch were fucking uh, just rolling in gold at the time. Yeah. So then in 1745, King James's son, Charles, uh, he, he hosts what's called the Jacobite Rebellion. And he's saying, like, I'm the son of the true king. So fuck you guys. I'm taking my throne back from my dad. Uh-huh. Right? And so he just starts killing his countrymen. Uh, it only lasted for a year. The year of Charles. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so during the year of Charles, <sighs> Horatio Walpole, who we can trust because he's described as a, a writer, a politician, an art historian, a man of letters. His name's Horatio. An antiquarian. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. An antiquarian what, what the fuck does antiquarian, antiquarian even mean? He likes old shit. Okay. Yeah. So... He mentions in a letter that a, a strange fellow with a strange name had just been arrested under suspicion of espionage, but was released without charge. Uh, and he wrote, he wrote this, uh, this is a real document by Horatio Walpole. See if you can hear the antiquarian and how he writes. Yes. The other day they seized an odd man who goes by the name of Count St. Germain. He has been here these two years and will not tell who he is or whence, but professes two wonderful things. First, that he does not go by his right name. And the second, that he never had any dealings with any woman, nay, nor with any saccadinum. What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I'll... Because <sighs> I want to know if it's something that he needs to reassure people if he's, like, had sex with them or not. 
<laughs> a substitute, a replacement for something else, particularly of a medicine used in place of another. Okay. Is that so? A, he's never had sex with, a, or he's never had relations with a woman, or a replace, or anything, he's, or he's like not gay. woman, or he's, or that's probably else. a euphemism. Yeah, he's never uh, had relations. Yeah, he's asexual, basically. Yeah, he, yeah, he don't he don't fuck. Yeah, uh, he sings, plays on the violin wonderfully. He sings, plays on the violin wonderfully, composes, is mad and not very sensible. He is called an Italian, a Spaniard, a Pole, a somebody that married a great fortune in Mexico and ran away with her jewels to Constantinople, a priest, a fiddler, a vast nobleman. The Prince of Wales has had unsatiated curiosity about him, but in vain. However, nothing has been made out against him. He is released, and what convinces me that he is not a gentleman stays here and talks of his being taken up for a spy. So why was he seized? Like, what did he do to make them bring him in? Were they just like, hey, you, who the fuck are you? Are you, uh... <laughs> You've been here for two years. We don't know who you are. You use all these names. You with Charles. Who are you? No, yeah. they don't care about that. That's also, oh, okay. That's a weird thing. And, like, in my research, I found that it's like... Kind of an accepted thing for people to just not use their real name. Yeah, I mean, it's like, how the fuck are you going to prove who you are anyway? Exactly. So what? it's just like, Wait, ah, you got a license? Saying, I don't exactly. think so. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's not really that weird because, like, how the fuck are you going to prove who oh you God, are? I wish I lived back they then. They didn't have cameras. I mean, fun. not really, but. No, like, if I you were. Would, I would die, like, if you were just like, oh, 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 Yeah. You know, it might be. If you were this guy, it might be fun. It, true. You know? Um, if I didn't have asthma. That kind of. Kind of sounds like John McAfee, honestly. He just like ends up in prison, like, who the fuck are you? And he just like, ah, hey, talks his way out of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's swap some stories. Like, uh, so the, the count, um, he gave two private musical performances in London in April and May of 1749. So four years after he was released under suspicion of being a Jacobite spy or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So Lady Jemima York described how she was very much entertained yeah, she was canceled. by him. Or at, she was canceled? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> okay. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. So, okay. That was fucking brutal. <laughs> damn. People will okay. get it or they won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So very much... I was very much entertained by him or uh, or at him the whole time. I mean, the oddness of his manner, which it is impossible not to laugh at. Otherwise, you know he is very sensible and well-bred in conversation. Weird, right? Like, I get it. He's an eccentric. So right at this point, I'm starting to think like, okay, this is a dude. This is actually a story. And I'm like, yeah. this is going to be a great story for the podcast. Like, okay, this is perfect. Like, who right. the fuck was it? All right. Just, you know, give my own narrative as, as we, uh, as we go along, you know. Is this, is Lady Jemima still speaking? Yes. Okay. Uh, so she says, uh, he is an odd creature and the more I see him, the more curious I am to know something about him. He is everything with everybody. He talks ingeniously with Mr. Ray, philosophy with Lord Willoughby, and is gallant with Miss York, Miss Carpenter, and all the young ladies. But the character and philosopher is what he seems to pretend to, and to be a good deal conceited of. The others are put on to comply with... Le Manieuse de Monde, but that you are to suppose his real characteristic, and I can't but fancy he is a great pretender in all kinds of science, as well as that he really has acquired an uncommon share in some. So basically, like, he, he's talking like he's an expert, an expert in everything. everything, but he's probably an expert in some things. Yeah, he probably just knows a little bit about everything. Yeah, and so he's that a great he conversationalist. Like, yeah. He's a writer. He's a fucking... Right. Or, so I see that um, people liken him sort of to Jesus and all the ascended master type people do yeah. anyway. But 
I could more easily see him being almost like a devil character, like with the sort of transformative quality that he has to be anybody. Cause that's not very like, that's not akin to sort of like these spiritual masters to be the shapeshifters that are so many different people and take on so many different identities. That to me more aligns with like, I don't know, the devil or Lucifer. Hold that thought. Okay. Yeah. Cause I do think there's something very fucking weird about this story, but Alrighty. I want to save that till we go through everything. Mm-hmm. All right. She continues on. She says, he's a man of a man of quality who had been in or designed for the church. He was too great a musician not to have been famous if he had not been a gentleman. Right. So if he wasn't like, you know, royalty, he would have yeah. been a famous musician if he could have right. just done that because he's fucking real good at it. So Horatio Walpole describes the count as pale with extremely black hair and a beard. He dressed magnificently and had several jewels and was clearly receiving large remittances, remittances, but made no other figure. So he didn't have a job, but he just, he kept getting But he had money. Okay. Yep. So that was, that's all in England. And he gave like those private performances in like 19 or 1749. But in 1748, he showed up in France for the first time. Okay. uh, To the court of King Louis the 15th. So he hopped over from England over to France. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was all over the place. And uh, he, where he became friends with Marie, uh, not Marie Antoinette yet, Madame Madame Pompadour. I, ch- I don't know what the fuck she's okay. famous for, but that's another powdery wig fucking either, name I know. I don't know her either, but she has awesome hair. Yeah. Johnny Rocket hair. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she's uh, a greaser. She's a fucking greaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course she's hanging out with fucking St. Germain the oh, Con, yeah. man. She, yeah. No leather jackets. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes. Uh huh. Hanging out at the diner. But I'm the Pompadour. Yeah. Riding their motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're part um, of the same gang, um, the serpents. Yeah. King Louis, he wishes he was as cool as him. Mm-hmm. But he's like so. Saint Germain really, if like he was arrested in England and she was musician, he got right into the French court. Yeah. He got buddy buddy with these fucking guys, like with right. King Louis and shit, because that's who he did the diamond trick to. Yeah. Uh, with the say like, oh, I can give you like I'll Did make this five. Did he ever become a spy after being accused of being one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if I was accused of being one, I'd be like, well, no, he was a spy. Fuck it. He was like, definitely yeah. No, King, King Louis uh, employed him as like a a diplomat. If you already got accused of being a spy, they were like, okay, we guess you're not. You can go free. I'd be like, all right, well, now's the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To become a spy, like. And maybe he was then too. Who knows? Right. Like he reminds me of like um like a CIA legend in some ways yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like fucking. Uh, oh my god, he's a time um, traveling CIA agent. He's John Tidor. Oh my god, who's the fucking the actor? He's Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in fucking um, that movie with Tom Hanks. He's he's Philip Seymour Hoffman in his CIA character role. Charlie yeah. Wilson's War. Oh, okay. I've never seen that one. Oh, it's fucking, it's, it's great. It's like, <laughs> it, yeah, it's great just for Philip Seymour Hoffman as fucking. Yeah. As a Philip C- mustache, Seymour Hoffman's awesome. A CIA agent with uh, that 70s fucking mm-hmm. half long haircut, yellow aviators. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Smoking cigarettes like a, yeah. So King Louis uh, employed St. Germain as a diplomat. Yes. Which, you know. Yeah. Go over there and talk to some people for me. Get make some things happen. Like right, right. Like it's Don't not. Be it's not the UN. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a diplomat in the time, not the UN. Like you're, you got to go over there. Like you might get killed, you know, mm-hmm. you'll do that shit. He spent some time in France, uh, diplomating and hobnobbing with, uh, the fancy 18th century powdery wig fucks. Like, uh, you mentioned earlier, Giacomo Casanova, who, whose name literally became a synonym for womanizing. Mm-hmm. Right. What were they doing hanging out? They were just in the same circles in fucking Paris and or Versailles and yeah. fucking chilling. 1748. Well, from 1748 uh, to said they met in 17 it, in 1757. Okay, so like ten years later and shit. Yeah, so he's yeah. just there. He's, um, They're just hanging out. Any girls that like hit on Saint Germain, he's like, I'm sorry, I don't have any. And then Casanova's like, hey. yeah. I'll send you. Would you he's please? He's got a sparkly shirt that's happening. Yeah, open. talk to my friend Casanova yeah. instead. Talk to my friend Giacomo. Yeah. Talk to my friend Jimmy. He'll help you. Exactly. Yeah. So, but Casanova's also like famous for like being a writer and wrote a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he met him when uh, Madame de Robert Gergi brought the the end quote famous adventurer. Is her Saint last Germain. name Gergi? Gergi. G-E-R-G-E, Gergi. Oh my God, yeah. no way. Yep. Like Gergi in the Black Cauldron, that's awesome. Fuck yeah. So Casanova wrote um, about meeting the Count of St. Germain. What's it? And maybe safely said that, uh, I, I don't have a good voice for him. And maybe safely said that as a conversationalist, he was unequaled. St. Germain gave himself out for a marvel and always aimed at exciting amazement, which he often succeeded in doing. He was a scholar, linguist, musician, and chemist, good-looking and a perfect ladies' man. For a while, he gave them paints and cosmetics. He flattered them, not that he would make them young again, which he modestly confessed was beyond him, but that their beauty would be preserved by a means of a wash, which he said cost him a lot of money, but which he gave away freely. He had contrived to gain the favor of Madame de Pompadour, who had spoken about him to the king, for whom he had made a laboratory, in which the monarch, a martyr to boredom, tried to find a little pleasure or distraction, at all events, by making dyes. The king had given him a suite of rooms at Chambord, and a hundred thousand francs for the construction of a laboratory, and according to St. Germain, the dyes discovered by the king would have a materially beneficial influence on the quality of French fabrics. So he was making, like, colors, right? He got fucking King Louis XV to... Give him a bunch of money and set him up with a fucking lab to just like buy a lab. Yeah, and Fuck then yeah. he was make dyeing fabrics and making listen, makeup. Listen, these new these new dyes, these new colors, Louis. These new fucking colors. I mean, imagine the fucking new colors. Shit. They're gonna make France so much money. Yeah. You're gonna love these colors, Louis. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're gonna knock your fucking tits <laughs> off, Louis. Here, just wait. Give me, <laughs> give me the money. I gotta buy a lab. It's, it's Saint Louis <laughs> with his hot dogs. Saint Louis again. with his fucking. God damn it. Um, <laughs> So Casanova continues, this extraordinary man intended by nature to be a king of imposters and quacks would say in an easy, assured manner that he was 300 years old, that he knew the secrets of the universal medicine and that he possessed a mastery over nature, that he could melt diamonds, professing himself capable of forming out of 10 or 12 small diamonds, one large one of the finest water without any loss of weight. All this, he said, was a mere trifle to him. Notwithstanding his boastings, his barefaced lies, and his manifold eccentricities, I cannot say I thought him offensive. In spite of my knowledge of what he was, in spite of my own feelings, I thought him an astonishing man, as he was always astonishing me. Interesting. So he's like, yeah, I know he's full of shit, but, like, he's fun. And I can, yeah. I can see why Helena Blavatsky also, like, because yeah. she was a bold-faced liar. Too. Yeah. I did this, She's and I did the same. That, and I She's could, another one, dude. Yeah, and I could do that. She's literally... There, yeah. Dude, 
Blavatsky, Saint Germain. Fucking yeah, they're they're covered McAfee. in the same cloth. McAfee. They're all covered in the same cloth. It's all Connor Murphy coming up. He's coming up, yeah. And he's, he's the he's same. Got, he's got a few more rungs to climb, though. Yeah, oh, he's, got a few he's more getting rungs there, though. He's he's cut him. from the same cloth, man. And oh, what great. <laughs> we'll get we'll yeah. we'll talk about him on a later date. What great people. Back to the den of snakes. <laughs> but yeah, like I like that's so clear to me the way Casanova describes that. Like it's interesting. He's saying the same thing. He's like, this dude is a bullshit artist, but I love him. Right. Like I I know <laughs> he's lying, but I don't care. Which is that's the master trick. Yeah. That's the fucking that's the philosopher's stone right there. Right. <laughs> That's the, like you know he may he may be full of shit, but the, I'm entertained. That's the so. philosopher's turd. As that's long as <laughs> the philosopher's turd. Yeah. <laughs> as long as people are entertained, like you know. Yeah, absolutely. Holy shit! I feel like I just got wiser. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's a there's a story um, like about from from a journal of one of Mad, uh, Madame Pompadour's friends like who is an old lady who like says that she met the count and began talking to him only to realize that she had met him many many years earlier when she was a little girl and he was the exact same age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's primary sources. Mm-hmm. It's diary and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what definitely doesn't help separate fact from fiction. This is what the first of many confounding things, right? Uh, so. Not only were there a couple other guys who were the Count of St. Germain, including like a famous French general. Yeah. Other real dude, completely unrelated. And then there was another fucker too that I don't remember anything about. Okay. But just another dude. So there was just people that were like, I'm the Count of St. Germain. They, they just had the title for some fucking reason. Like okay. maybe, oh, their piece yeah, of well, land was called the same thing or something. I believe that. It doesn't you know? seem like a terrible title. It was a bullshit title. Title, yeah. No. But also, during this period in France, word of, of uh, the Count got out and spread among the... Um, I will just call them the poors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this the fucking, peasants. Yeah. I don't know if like maybe <laughs> as a, like a little. Burp. Yeah, that's fucking. I couldn't hilarious. be more obnoxious. Oh, the fucking peasants. <laughs> I call them the poors because I am one. Where the yeah the poors with the capital P. They're, they're fucking white trash like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, fucking there was this street performer like, like the, the word of the count got out among. The pores, and there's a street performer who uh, started playing the role of the count of Count Saint Germain, mm-hmm. but like going whole hog with like the crazy bullshit stories. Yeah, but he was also a really talented actor and performer. Okay, and so he would like dress up as this fucking guy. He looked like him too, and he would like do the whole bit and like run into storefronts and shit and like say ridiculous things and like act as though he were the most absurd version of the Count of St. Germain. Like there's this yeah. real dude in the court who's saying all this shit, this real con man, right? Then there's this fucking actor who's pretending to be the craziest version of this dude and he also looks okay. like him and, and he's doing a great job. At the same time at that he's still time. alive? Yeah. So he's this is, he's telling all these ridiculous stories. So then there's people all around that will have these stories about, oh yeah, I, I know the Count. Yeah. Like, I remember, but it, they're all talking about a different guy. But how do they know they're talking about a different guy? Mm-hmm. They don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's, then there's just all these stories mm-hmm. from different places. And it's like, well, how could he be in so many different places? Mm-hmm. You know? You're starting to get it. Yeah. You're starting to fucking, starting to see the picture here. <laughs> I, am. I am. And it's really cool. We're drawing another, uh, uh, another fucking uh, stri- piece of uh, yarn just went up on the chalkboard, uh, the corkboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But I also imagine there has to be one central dude too, a spy. Right. You know what I mean? Like he was a guy. Yeah. He was a diplomat. Like, I don't know, but oh, I don't know. We'll see. So in 1760, at the height of the Seven Years' War, St. Germain traveled to Amsterdam and uh, he pretended to borrow money from this big bank in Amsterdam for King Louis with like diamonds for collateral. He was like, oh, I'll bring a bunch of diamonds to get some fucking, some of that cash to our, or gold money to pay our fucking some country. Diamonds. But he, like, that was just a story to, to get there. Right. Um, he probably didn't actually have the diamonds. Uh, he, he tried to do two things. One was start a, he started a porcelain and dye factory in Amsterdam. Okay. And, uh, that he also tried to broker peace negotiations between England and France who were at war again, because they're, this is right after England is at war with itself. Now they're at war with France. They're just he all. He tried to broker peace negotiations? How's yeah. he do that? Um, I don't know, but he tried. He like okay. went to the to uh, the Hague and fucking. He was like, "Please just forgive each other already." No, they like knew. They knew. I mean, so this is the thing, man. Come on, Think, guys, again, like, just how get fucking, along. I wanted to like drive right. This is when we drive Think of the children. Drive home this fucking point that like I'm gonna bring up Saint Germain's music again because like we have England, France, and the Netherlands, right? So yeah. far, we've heard about. The fucking the Dutch crossing and the glorious revolution where the Protestants killed a bunch of Englishmen the and year put this of other Charles. and then well then later on you have the year of Charles Englishmen killing Englishmen not just Dutch people and now they're at war with France but the Dutch are still here and Saint Germain's in the Netherlands like trying to broker peace and like what's is just all these fucking young men young like poor men are just getting their fucking legs blown off by cannonballs and these fucking idiots are just like oh let's uh, you, you know, oh, St. Germain, you're here to uh, tell the stories of England or yeah. some shit. Like, they don't care. They don't, it's just poli- political games and shit. It's just like oh, yeah. inbred it's fucking bread psychopathy. Like, like, I really feel like this. You guys this, fight each other while we. So, like, you know. this post enlightenment period, like, seems like, I don't know, in a weird way to me, it seems like the most psychopathic version of, of, of all that. I don't know, but maybe I'm just. I, I I've just been stoned it. and reading about this. And I see it. As directly mirroring a lot of what is happening in the world today. Yeah. But, you know, same Well, it wasn't story. that long ago yeah, at all. no. Like, It's like yesterday, pretty much, in the grand scheme of things. Three people ago. Yeah. Fuck. It's fun. Brother killing brother. Nation against nation. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it, it seems like they just, nowadays, it's like, oh, you're, you're here from the country we're fighting where we're like we're we're killing like oh we're gonna lock you like you're not allowed to just like talk but it's like it's like oh you're you're the diplomat yeah come in like oh, oh you want to die for, I don't know it's yeah so, yeah um so at the height of the Seven Years War uh, he's brokering a, a peace negotiation and this is when Saint Germain he got entangled in wartime politics like there was some there was some forces in France that were operating like political forces in France that were operating against like the king and like in order for the king to like not acknowledge that that happened, he had to like disavow St. Germain who he probably had sent to broker peace, like try and broker peace negotiations. Right. Mm -hmm. And so France had, uh, King Louis had to be like, no, he's operating on his own. He doesn't have my blessing. So I, in fact, arrest him and shit. And wow. Yeah. That's rude. Yeah. Uh, but like it'd be bad politics for the Dutch to, uh, give him over or let him stay in Amsterdam. So the Dutch gave St. Germain a passport to England and get this, the passport was blank. So he could travel under whatever assumed name he chose. 
Okay. Literally, no one gives a shit that this dude doesn't have a name. They're all killing each other. They're just like, ah, oh, you don't have a name. Guy, go to the go so, hang out with the other guys now. Let me tell you what this reminds me of. With like, oh, hey, St. Germain, can you go and like try to broker like peace and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go and like, it reminds me of when you tell your friend, like they write the little note that says, will you go out with me? And then they have the little check. <laughs> yes yeah, or no. Yeah. And they give it to their friend. They're like, hey, can you, can you go give yeah, this yeah, to yeah. Hannah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go give it to Hannah and Hannah's like, no. Oh, and then your friend is like, I don't know why he did that. I had nothing to yeah, do yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's I'm really sorry. weird of you. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're funny. That's what St. Germain, he's the friend that's mm-hmm. like, well, fuck, you made me look really stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So St. Germain went back to England, and then from England, the Count traveled to St. Petersburg, Berlin, Vienna, Milan. Obergen, all around, Zipfen, um, all around Europe. Yeah, and this Livorno, Nuremberg, Mantua, The Hague, and uh, Bad Schwalbach. Uh, my favorite yeah. place to visit. So in 1779, Bad uh, he ended up in Altona in Schleswig. Okay. Yeah, Schleswig, and he made friends with Prince Charles of Hesse Kessel. He's so good at making friends with nobility. Yeah, he's that's his that's his skill. He's maxed out in like okay. in diplomacy. But uh, Charles of Hesse Kessel, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but like it's funnier that way. He was an occultist and a member of a few secret societies. Mm. The count uh, showed off all his crystals and said he had invented an entirely new method of making dyes. So again, like Prince Charles uh, just bought the dude a factory, and then the two just hung out and made dyes and jewelry together and they were like buddies like that now he's like away from this i kind of like that he's away from this bullshit now he's just like he actually made a legitimate friend they're like both actually together just like talking about philosophy and just like making fucking jewelry together just hanging out yeah so this is where the count reveals his real name according to one side of history this is like him settling down he has his platonic life partner now yeah 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 yeah. so the count told uh prince charles that he was the son of the transylvanian prince francis ii Rakosi, and that he had been 88 when he arrived in schleswig in um, 1779 he stayed there for five years just hanging out making jewelry and records indicate that he died in 1784 the official church documents list his burial and expenses, um, and Prince Charles uh, then donated the factory to the crown, and it was turned into a hospital because everyone's just killing each other. Okay, um, yeah. Wow. No one claimed his effects. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said that he was the son, uh, the son of Prince Francis II Rakosi, a Transylvanian prince, and that like he had been sent away in secret. He said a lot of things, though. Okay, right. He had been sent away in secret. Oh, my God. Do you know who Caspar Hauser is? This is so— I heard that name. He was another one of those figures mm. that, like, was found as a quote-unquote feral child. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they kept their identity secret their whole life. And then when, when they were found, he was found murdered and, with a note that said, I'm actually the son of, of so-and-so, and I was a secret kid that was yeah, sent yeah. away. Like, yeah. Uh, the Great Disney story. movie, like Anastasia. Yeah. That was yeah. my favorite movie as a kid. I never saw the whole thing, I don't think. That was my favorite. I loved Bartok, the talking bat. Fuck yeah. Rasputin as a villain. Rasputin like, stays great. Oh, uh, he's great. And Anastasia, I always loved her. I was like, she looks like me. She has red hair. I love yeah. her. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, like 
you know, he was like sent away as a boy to like protect him or something. And then he was like the last, one of the biographies about him is called like the Count of St. Germain, the last scion of the house of Rakosi. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean Overton Fuller wrote that book during her research. Um, she said that the Count's estate upon his death was a packet of paid and receipted bills and acquittances, 82 Reichsthalers and 13 shillings. I believe Reichsthalers. This uh, a currency. Yeah, of Germany, yeah. 29 various groups of items of clothing, uh, gloves, stockings, trousers, shirts, 14 linen shirts, eight other groups of linen items, and various sundries. Razors, buckles, Sundry. toothbrushes, sunglasses, combs. Okay. No diamonds, jewels, gold, or any other riches were listed. Nor were kept cultural items from travels, personal items like his violin, or any notes of correspondences. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because it seemed like he always had money and right. like never needed uh, like money really. And yet, you, so you would think that he would have some sort of estate, but also he he never had any strict identity or... Or, vi- or a violin. That's the weird one to me. Yeah. You know? Because he did write music. Like, that's a real-ass thing. I mean, it it makes me think that probably the majority of his stuff is actually, like, with someone else somewhere. I feel like Prince Charles probably kept it all. Yeah? Because they were probably... Yeah. They, they were probably in love. I mean, honestly, like they were probably, maybe, I don't know what the about probably, that, but that could honestly, be. Honestly, it could be the yeah. case because like if you- Or they're at least buddies. Yeah. You know? Right. And uh, for speculative purposes, like if you were Well, as gay, long as we're making up fucking stories like everybody else is, yeah. we can make up our own, goddammit. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> if, if you were gay back then, you might want to keep that a fucking secret. Well, the euphem- like it, that saccadinum or whatever was probably a euphemism for that. Right. You know? Like the fact that he even qualified like, oh, I don't have any relations with women or otherwise is like- Mm, okay, but probably for the time period standard, you could just say women and people would that was probably put Giacomo, a, place a, a period there. Or maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they'd start going. I don't know. Or maybe they didn't give a shit. I don't I know. I have no idea. Or that might just be Giacomo Casanova being like, wink, wink. I don't know. Or how about this, though? What if that wasn't him that died? What if that was a Whoa. fake body? The stories don't stop with the, the death of uh, Monsieur Racozzi. Yeah. No, no, no. For one. There's a legend, uh, which no one can find the original source for this uh, story. No one. No one knows where this came from. The vampire of New Orleans, of New Orleans. New Orleans. Vampire New Orleans. Jacques St. Germain in the 1990s. And not 1990s, 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> in the early 1900s, supposedly, this dude Jacques showed up in, in New Orleans, said he was the— I know I'm butchering that. I butcher all the accents. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm not judging. Someone is. Yeah. <laughs> I am. But supposedly Jacques Saint-Germain said he was the son of the Count of Saint-Germain. Yet he displayed all the same mannerisms, same characteristics and shit, and even looked just like him. And there's like paintings of this dude too. That's the other thing. We'll put, we'll put it on the Instagram. He was painted and he looked like this dude. And he was the toast of the town for a bit until one fateful night. He had an apartment, he had an apartment on Bourbon Street. Or like, no, not, he had a part, mm, he had an apartment in the French Quarter. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, if you've been to uh, New Orleans, you- I haven't. Word. I have. I've, every <laughs> time I've been there, I fall, within five minutes of being in that, uh, being there, I fall deeply in love with that city. And then within an hour and a half of being there, I need to get the fuck out as fast as possible. Yeah. That's my like, God that bless the lovely. people for whom that place is- is their place mm-hmm. because that is a special fucking place, I feel but like it's a lot. There's probably a lot of um, pee and puke. Oh yeah, 
Like it smells it, terrible. It feels in, like, like an especially yeah, yeah. puke filled city. I've never been there. I don't know. I'm it absolutely sorry is. to it's make also, that generalization, but I mean, it, I mean, everyone knows, like, you know, <laughs> it's a pukey it's a, place. People do they, they go, they go there, they get drunk and they puke in the fucking streets. Yep. You know, that's Magic. always people from other places though. It's a magical place. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Sometimes it rains so, so hard I, that the um the graveyards uh, flood and the coffins come out of the ground and fucking excellent. float down the street. Fuck yeah. It's always nice to be in a place where it's it feels accepted to start drinking at like nine a.m. It's like okay, I can be fucked up here. God, I, I fucking I wish I could day drink so hard. Like if the sun is up and I take a sip of alcohol, I fall. Go I, I go I go to sleep. Yeah. Like, if the sun's down, it energizes me. Yeah, yeah. Like even a sip of beer just knocks me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I cannot day drink and it sucks. Maybe that's why I want to get out of New Orleans Indeed. as fast as possible. Um, but so anyway, it's like, uh, so he's got this apartment. Jacques St. Germain has this apartment in uh, the French Quarter. And one night, people hear a woman scream. And they run out to find that a woman jumped from the balcony of his apartment. If oh, you've been to fuck. New Orleans and you look up a picture of, or you look up this story, you'll see a picture of a building that you have seen. Like, I guarantee it. You'll be like, oh, that one. Um, the woman survived uh, her jump from St. Germain's apartment. Okay. she said that he I- tried to bite her neck. Oh. Yes. Well, you don't have to be a vampire to try to do well, that. Well, Jacques agreed to be questioned, but then he just straight up disappeared. And when they searched his house, the police found bottles of red wine mixed with blood. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Whoa. But he, I mean, the thing is, there's literally zero source for that story. Right. You just see like tourist, uh, like blogs for New Orleans, like repeating it. Yeah, it's a fun story. And like goes, but like, like one a- of the weird things is no one knows where I came from. I can't find the original person making it up. Yeah. It like organically grew or something. Like I have no idea where this came it's from. It's like the Proctor and no Gamble, one else like does. Satanism. Right. Shit. Exactly. Like we, it, it's there, but it, it's an emergent, like it's emergent yeah. folklore. It's almost just like it's a symptom of. Yeah, folklore, like you said, of American folklore, vampires. Worldwide folklore with yeah. uh, with this motherfucker, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like East Coast, well, New Orleans isn't really East Coast, but like coastal vampires seem to kind of be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. For some they're reason. On, but they're always foreigners. Yeah. Now, actually, the I mean, in Exeter, I don't think that in Rhode Island, um, which is like the Exeter vampires we should talk about one day because that's like one of the main vampire legends. Yeah, of, I know there's Rhode Island vampires. Yeah, that's like thing. the that's like the the vampires. The, yeah, the American vampires. Yeah, yeah no sources. I completely emerge in folklore. But yeah, so uh, Jesus is a vampire. That's what we got from that. Jesus is a psychic vampire. He is. Feast off of your prayers. It keeps him alive throughout the ages. However, there are some interesting stories of this dude being fucking weird years after he died. Do have sources. Okay, I'm listening. All right. So as I mentioned earlier, there are two biographies of the Count of St. Germain. Isabel Cooper Oakley's The Count of St. Germain, in, written in 1912, and the book we mentioned earlier, Jean Overton Fuller's The Comte de St. Germain, Last Scion of the House of Rakosi, from 1988. They disagree. Jean Overton Fuller's book, uh, The Comte, I hate, I don't know if it's Comte or Comte. Comte. Can I just say, based on her name, I'm suspicious yeah, who do you trust about more? her. I'm suspicious about Jean Overton Fuller. She has mm. um, too many names. and I Isabel don't. Cooper Oakley doesn't? Same amount of names. They have the same amount of names, but Isabel Cooper Oakley, like, those are cool names. Okay. Those okay. are cooler. 
They are. That's true. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Because it's like Isabel, like Cooper, I think of Bill Cooper. And then Oakley, I think of Annie Oakley. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your opinion might change. <laughs> and this. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's the last sign of the House of Rikosi, which is the the book that says this dude was the he's at least as far as he said to a person to a confidant that he was the son of of the Transylvanian Prince Francis II, and that he was the last of the House of Rikosi. And he said this to Prince Charles of Hesse Kessel and in the factory where they made jewelry as old men before yes. he died. And that he died in uh, 1784. And here are the church records that prove this. Uh-huh. Right? So that was written in 1988. 1912, the biography before that, this is a collection of primary sources. So this is the letters. This is the diaries. This is all the documents, right? Yeah. And it does not end in 1784. There are diary entries, primary sources from later, right? Okay. That's cool that they're included. Right. Well, check this out. Like one of the main ones, the, well, the bulk of these of these stories, the, the big one concerns the French Revolution, which was like a couple decades after uh, 1784. Uh-huh. And this is the, the guillotine one because there were a couple French revolutions. This is uh, Marie Antoinette. This is the fucking blood in the streets. This is... Uh, it's, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, boy. That time. Oh, God. Um, so these are taken from the diary of one Madame de Adamar. Thong? So many madames? Yeah, tons of madames. And there's a big one coming up. Oh. <laughs> big, madame. <laughs> big madames coming. So the long and short of this story is that after the Count was thought dead, he showed up at Madame de Adamar's house and wished to talk to her. They had met previously. They were, they were friends. But this Did was a she couple know of that, that, that Yeah, yeah, she had heard that. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. So um Look, look, look. Look at Coco. Look at Coco. She was standing up. I see it, yes. She was standing up. <laughs> god damn it. It was really cute. If she does it again. Point it out to you. Coco is a uh, amputee, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's uh... <laughs> she's so cute. So, <laughs> So this is a... Look, 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 she's doing it. Okay. All right. Stop pointing at your cat. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a snippet of conversation between Madame d'Adamar and the Count of St. Germain decades after his death. Uh, and this is after the death of the, of the last king of France. And um, the Count uh, hears it, it has heard of this and he says... I doubly regret this loss, both for myself and for France. This nation is not of your opinion. It looks, it looks to the new reign for its welfare. It is a mistake. This reign will be fatal to it. What are you saying? I replied, lowering my voice and looking around me. The truth. A gigantic conspiracy is being formed, which as yet has no visible chief, but he will appear before long. So St. Germain's uh, warning about the brewing revolution. Oh. Yeah. The aim is nothing less than the overthrow of what exists to reconstruct on a new plan. There is ill will towards the royal family, the clergy, the nobility, the magistracy, the magistracy, magistracy. <laughs> there is still time, however, to baffle the plot. Later, this would be impossible. This is from a diary in a book compiled in 1912. Yeah. Um, decades after the Count of St. Germain's death. 
Yes. Okay. Where have you seen this? Is it in dreaming or awake? Partly with the help of my two ears and partly through revelations. Okay. The king of Who's France. Who's asking the question? Madame d'Adamar. Okay. Partly with my, the help of my two ears and partly through revelations. The king of France, I repeat, has no time to lose. So the count uh, convinces Madame d'Adamar to take him to Marie Antoinette, the soon-to-be headless sort of queen of France at the time, to warn her of the coming attack by the poors. Um, okay. Marie... Um, sorry. Yeah. It's just like... Asking him, gonna, how do you know this? Like, I'm a fucking ghost, bitch. Like, he's not a ghost. He's solid. Oh, yeah. He's like so, he, other he's people still, can he's see him. The afterlife. Other people can see him. He's a person. He, well, she doesn't know this. He just said, but she, she didn't say he passed away. She heard that he did, and he says, nah. Oh. He's like, nah. That was that was some bullshit. I, I, you know, they got another guy. That's true because he had lied a whole lot throughout his entire life. Right. He was. So then it's and they for knew him about like, and they knew about the fucking like. Oh yeah, um, that was just a story. They knew about the the street performer. Okay. Like you know what I mean? Like there, so he was known as like ah the story. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she she had heard that he died and. Someone and he's like, nah. convinced her. Yeah. Well, she just heard the news, yeah. but then he shows up on her fucking doorstep. Okay. And she's like, holy shit, you're alive. And he's like, yeah, you heard I died, huh? Okay. So You he, know what I mean? So he's not- But just wait a minute. Okay. Just wait a bit. There's a rug that is yet to be pulled. Okay. There's a rug I'm pulling. Yeah. Just, yeah. And she says, uh, he looks even younger. He even looks like, a, he doesn't look like an old man. He looks to be about 40, 45, but perhaps even younger. Amazing. So she takes him. He wants to see Marie Antoinette. And so she takes him to Marie Antoinette, right? And this is from a conversation between Marie Antoinette and, uh, and, and the, the Count of Saint-Germain. So Marie says, you've wished Madame Adama to bring you to me. I have great affection for her, and I do not doubt that, that what you have to tell me deserves listening to. And he says, the queen, answered the Count in a solemn voice, will in her wisdom weigh what I am about to confide to her. The encyclopedist party desire power. They will only obtain it by the absolute downfall of the clergy. And to ensure this result, they will overthrow the monarchy. This party, who seek a chief among the members of the royal family, have turned their eyes on the Duc de Chartres. This prince will become the tool of men who will sacrifice him when he has ceased to be useful to them. The crown of France will be offered him, and he will find the scaffold instead of, of the throne. Okay. Translate that into, like... Uh, yeah. Simplified terms. So there's a, there's a group of people who, you know, they know the truth, which is that the clergy actually controls the country, not the monarchy. And so they're going to overthrow the clergy. But to do that, they're going to overthrow the monarchy. And this is the brewing French Revolution, right? Okay. Um, and the, the, the Duc de Chartres, um, he's allied with them, but like he's going to find out they're going to betray him. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and he's going to be offered the scaffold instead of the throne. So he's going to be hung up, but instead of... Uh, Instead of, and, and he's going to be hung up instead of um, becoming king. Okay. Right. But before this day of retribution, what cruelties, what crimes, laws will no longer be the protection of the good and the terror of the wicked. It is these last who will seize power with their blood-stained hands. They will abolish the Catholic reign, the nobility, the magistracy, so that nothing but the royalty will be left, interrupted the queen impatiently. Not even royalty, but a greedy republic whose scepter will be the axe of the executioner. Right. Okay. The so he's warning about this the the blood storm that's about to hit France, and it does, right? Yeah. It does. 
the streets will run with fucking blood. It is a bloodstorm is the exact right word to use. So throughout this ordeal, though, the Count displays strange powers, seemingly appearing and disappearing at will, almost as if he's incorporeal, but he's still there. Everyone can see him. Um, he's also younger than when he died. He looks a bit, yeah. Now, okay, so obviously the Count's warning fall, falls on deaf ears. Marie Antoinette loses her head, but the Count manages to save Madame Dadamar's life. Like, that's how that story ends. Uh-huh. We're done with that now. So the powers that he displays, they have a particular aesthetic to them. The way he appears and disappears at will. The kind of shit that he says, the way he says it, the, tr- the tricks he pulls and stuff. They're very similar aesthetically to another famous con lady, Madame Helena Petrovna Blavatsky. Yes. Helena Blavatsky was uh, the founder some, of- Some people are thinking, yeah. who the fuck is that? Hel- Madame Helena <laughs> Blavatsky was the- uh, she was the founder of theosophy, which was one of the sort of root spiritualist and like esoteric movements in the um, you know late 1800s that started what we see as the modern new age and shit today and a lot of like the modern woo-woo spooky fucking culture, right? Is that a solid way of, of condensing it? Yep. Theosophy is one of the roots of that. Yeah, she's like the- um, Crowley was doing like her bit. the aunt of new ageism, kind of. I think Crowley was doing her bit. Yeah. It's the same bit. She did it first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good bit. It's a good bit. That's what the Count of St. Germain was doing. I don't think she ate any poopy, though. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So Blavatsky had said that he was one of her masters of wisdom and hinted that he had given her secret documents. Uh, he gave her some secret, some knowledge. Yeah. So she said that, like, she had this whole thing about these, like, ascended masters who were these, like, super special magical teachers that, like, transcended the normal 3D fucking reality, right? And he was one of these guys, along with the unfortunately named uh, Koot Humi. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and, okay, uh, so. And Matreyu and Matreya. That was, uh, she didn't really talk about Matreya. That was. Um, um, was he added on as an ascended master later? Yeah, by someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because there's like a whole bunch of ascended masters. Yes. There's like Kuan Yin and like Krishna and Jesus. And- yeah. It's ascended masters are the thing that um, those fucking assholes on YouTube uh, say they're talking to when they're channeling um, beings. Precisely. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Count of St. Germain, the dude we were just talking about, the real guy who died in ni- uh, 1784. Yeah. Said, I don't know why I put him, I'll put him in 1984 with the leather jackets and the pompadours oh my and God. shit. Fuck yeah. So she said, like, it's easy to think that like, oh, she just heard these stories about this fucking con man just like her. And mm-hmm. she took these stories and shit. And you might have been thinking through that story about the French Revolution. Well, like, how the fuck can these primary sources, diary entries be telling this batshit insane story of this guy like warning of, you know, telling the, few, you know what I mean? Because they're forged or? Well, right you, right you are. Oh, nice. Okay. Here's the fucking thing. Okay. These were in the book, The Count of St. Germain by Isabel Cooper Oakley in 1912. Uh-huh. Isabel Cooper Oakley was a prominent theosophist. Okay. And I'm going to read you this from the start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we so fucking you, go. You thought I would change my mind, but this makes okay. me like her even more. Because I'm, like, okay. I'm like, all right, spin your little bullshit okay. stories. Okay. Like, it makes things more fun for us mm-hmm. over here in the future. Trying Wouldn't to be un- here without you, is Yeah, trying to unravel the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, what is the truth? Yeah, yeah. All right, so the the other thing about all this is like theosophists are they're good at the game. They're yes. good. At, they're they're real good. They're sly. They're good weavers of the web because there was a Madame de Adamar. 
They right? take real stuff. They yeah. take real stuff that really happened yeah. and then sort of mythologize it. So there was a real Madame d'Adamar who was friends with Marie Antoinette. She was also a writer. She wrote like a book based on her diaries about the court of Marie Antoinette because she did survive the French, the, the French Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Okay. So this is from uh, the introduction to that chapter of Isabel Cooper Oakley's uh, book, The Count of St. Germain. And this is her writing. The following extracts are translated from the very rare and very valuable Souvenir de Marie Antoinette by the Countess d'Adamar, who had been an intimate friend of the Queen and who died in 1822. I have not been able to find a single copy of this rare work in any library in England, or on the continent, to which I have so far had access. But fortunately, a copy exists at Odessa, in the library of Madame Fadif, the aunt and friend of Madame H.P. Blavatsky. And this may lend it an additional interest in the opinion of some of our readers. Mm. It certainly does, Isabel. It certainly does. Okay. Can we just pause for a second? This Uh, place don't exist. Hold on. Let me me continue. Okay. Just One of our members has been kindly permitted to make some extracts from the four volumes, and thanks are due to Madame Fadif for so graciously lending the work for this purpose. Madame d'Adamar appears to have kept a daily diary after the fashion of the period and to have later written her souvenirs from this diary, occasionally interjecting an explanatory remark. They cover a long period of time, ranging from 1760 to 1821. So yeah, no copies of this diary exist outside the private library of Blavatsky's aunt. And luckily, some members of the Theosophical Society were permitted to make copies. Copies that just so happened to back up the claims made by Helena Blavatsky herself. Good lord. Yup. So. It's it, like when a catfish makes multiple profiles to interact with themselves. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so are you, um, are you ready for that hard left down bullshit av yet? I'm so, so ready. Because that wasn't it. The fact that like Blavatsky made like and well that, the fact that the Theosophists like made this dude up or like made up this legend like forged document or like just made shit up about Blavatsky's fucking aunt and shit because like fuck you you can't like use so a diary like, that like only you have access listen, to as a primary this, source. This both this both makes me angry and like annoyed because I'm like. Why are you messing with reality like this? Why are you messing with history like this? But that's all any like book written by a human about yeah. history ever is. I mean, but they but they also said like this is for a purpose. You know what I mean? Like this this yeah. is they have a goal. So like so it angers me, but it also delights me. So another thing that's going on with the Count of Saint Germain. Hmm. In my research, I found that there's this other version of of this character who's just Saint Germain. Uh, and yeah, he's not the count anymore. I want you to open up that website. I, I sent you opening up this baby. Oh, wow. Yes. This is the music that plays. Oh, it's beautiful. When you reach this website, the website, um, when I opened it up on my phone the other night, it did not play this music, so this is my first time. Wow. You haven't heard this yet? I feel like I'm being hugged by an angel. And there's... This is the website for the St. Germain Foundation, the true source on the mighty I Am presence, the violet flame, and the law of life. It's this, like, MS paint, pink and white gradient background... This fucking terrible children's drawing of these, like, two dudes in robes. Oh, it's beautiful. It's god-awful. It's gaudy. It's, like, 
Yeah. You know when that it's it's old aunt gone crazy. That it is that yes, aesthetic. Very. It, this is and like this is so this is the whole thing. This is where that aesthetic comes from. This is like someone that went to Catholic school as a kid and is was very okay. into religion but then went crazy. So I'm going to tell you exactly what this is. And I'll post some like yeah. screenshots or something on Instagram because y'all have to fucking see this. This is this is that so again I, I thought this was just going to be some filler story. And then I was like, oh, wow, this story is really interesting. And then I got to this shit. And getting to this shit, I realized that I had found the heart of something. I found the fucking... I found the heart of old aunt gone crazy. The whole aesthetic. L- the like mu- the music. Carlson. The, yes. The whole fucking... This is the dark heart of American New Age yeah. thought. The St. Germain Foundation. the Mount Foundation. Shasta stuff? Yes. Holy so, shit. Okay. Yes. So this is... Um, from a the, theosophy offshoot in the early 1900s called the I Am Activity, okay? I've heard of it. I've heard of it too. I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't either. I just know that people that take like psychedelics a few times sometimes tend towards I Am. I don't know if that's the same thing. I hope it's not because this shit is weird. Okay. But then there's also Different like the, Nev- I am. the I mean, then there's also like, I mean, because that's the, the, you know, one of the names of God. I mean, Neville Goddard was all about like I am and shit. He had nothing to okay. do with this shit. All right. You know? Different I am. But like, there's many I am. Like, the I am activity. Again, the creepiest fucking name in the world. Part of the activity. This is the music of the fucking activity. The activity. Um, I, I'm so prone to being brainwashed because I'm like, oh, I love this. I'd try this out for a month. Fuck that, dude. This shit is awful. Oh, no, come on. That would be fun, though. Just, like, do it for a month. Just see what happens. Just see how it is. Uh, I'll do it. Oof. I'll do it. I'll, I'm, I'm searching for a religion. I will arm myself to the teeth if I have to to, to get you out of there. <laughs> I'll I'll leave by my own accord. I'll put on a leather jacket, get a pompadour, I, and get a fucking AK-47. I want to feel the light of the violet flame surround me. Oh, God. I'm going down the rabbit hole right now. I'm turning I'm, off I'm, the music. I'm falling down. I'm floating down. Oh, come on. I was enjoying that. No. No, that's the <laughs> that's, that's enough. That was really that's doing it for me. I know. It, bra- it was starting to brainwash you. It's just fucking <laughs> awful light. I wonder how many... The people we just accidentally brainwashed. So, but what this shit is, okay. Okay. Take yeah. a look at this website. I don't even know what it is. Well, here's really. the thing. So I'm going to do an episode on these fucks now that I found them. Cause I think this is a thing. Okay. Like this is a real fucking thing. But so the am in I am activity is capitalized. It stands for ascended master. Um, it says offshoot theosophy cult that sort of did the Scientology thing before Scientology. Like it had field offices and like um, the founders were like speaking in front of like thousands of fucking people in okay. the 30s and shit. So it was founded by Guy and Edna Ballard, a married couple. And Guy Ballard, and if you look at them up on like Wikipedia or something, see a picture of these fuckers. Oh boy. You'll know why I'm so creeped out about this. They just, they got that creepy look. So. I bet they look totally normal. No. Nope. You'll know. All right. Well. Yep. Let's see. Check it out. They look like vampires. That is not the picture that I... Oh, she's pretty. She's gorgeous. She lived to be 135? She sure did. What the fuck? Maybe not. Maybe that's some bullshit because I don't think anyone's lived that old. <laughs> what? No one's lived that old and recorded. What the fuck? That would make her the oldest woman who's ever lived and that's, that's not true. 
It's probably not true, but it's crazy that it says that when you look her up. Sure Holy does. shit. <laughs> These pictures are creepy too. Yeah. He looks like he looks like um the Temple of Set guy. Oh my god, he looks like Michael Aquino. Oh fuck. He looks just like him. Oh Jesus, this is another layer. Whoa, okay. I'm gonna imagine yeah. that he's Michael Aquino. So let me tell you that let me tell you let me tell you about these guys. So Guy Ballard. He has the widow's peak too. He's a yeah. vampire. Yeah. So Guy Ballard, writing under the name Godfrey Ray King, was his pen name. And there's like a bunch of books on the count on on Saint Germain that are written by a Godfrey Ray King. Yeah. That like are talked about on the internet as if they're not written by written these fuckers. By a crazy person. Yeah. So he says that one day he was hiking on Mount Shasta looking for the, the Great White Brotherhood, the, the White Lodge, right? Um, he met a, a being who called himself Saint Germain and said he's one of the ascended masters, just like Jesus. And the thing about these ascended masters is that they talk to humanity through special individuals like HPB and uh, Guy and Edna Ballard. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I, these are the broadest of broad strokes. Cause I'm going to do an episode on these guys in the very near future. So I'm wondering, was there a person that came up to them and said, I'm, I'm St. Germain high. No, or was definitely it not. Just a normal person that was talking and they interpreted that this was St. Germain talking. No, this is a complete person. lies because this is the, um, I mean, it's, it's a combination of the Hermes Trismegistus story which is okay. Hermes goes up on a mountain to meditate and he meets Pymander, the fucking psychedelic serpent being that tells him he's the logos of God and gives him the So they're just straight the up lying then? It's a combination of that and um, the Muhammad story of Muhammad talking to uh, the Archangel Gabriel on the-, on the Okay. Uh, like St. Germain is a musician slash spy from the fucking 1750s. That's right. who And these people are Saint in the, like the 1930s. Yeah. Right. And he but. says that he's like a, a being next to Jesus- so, but if they are in sort of this, this mindset, this is not real. These people really? are con men. Okay. Yeah. Because these are fucking liars I, and cult leaders. I've absolutely had sort of like experiences in like psychotic mania yeah. where I have thought that like um, certain no, 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 were talking to me through other people, but this is not that. You heard that fucking music. Yeah. That shit is predatory. <laughs> that is crazy aunt shit. That is the root okay. of the fucking madness, dude. Right. These people are fucking predators. So and like, like and like they had a ton of legal troubles and shit. Like yeah. Like they the, the that and that's what I'll get into. Well, their on game the, is to like sell you stuff, right? It, and to get you into. Like, I mean, the groups, I'm gonna get into it on on a later episode. So like, okay. stay tuned. For, I don't want to get in too much into it on on this because I haven't done enough research yet, and I want to give it the time it deserves. Okay. Um. So like, this is a you know well. Yeah, Tune in again. We'll be talking about this because this is this shit's fucking wild. So like, but the the again the broad strokes are like, they started this religion, the I am activity. Mm-hmm. It grew and they put up field offices and shit. And they there's vague hints of white supremacy and shit. There's a lot of like patriotism, a lot of American flags, and uh, you know there's there's some shit like that. Like how it, it's, how does that tie in? It they it they don't really. It's uh, root races. You know, it, it's like they yeah, can do it. Oh, like they're okay. just cult leaders. They're just cult leaders after people's fucking money and attention and shit, right? Uh, yeah, I guess, like, what's the heart of it, though? Like, what is what is the message that they're teaching or, like, the thing that they're trying to— the well, world they're trying to sell? Let's fucking click around the website a bit. All right. Shall we? Like, let's, uh, let's see. Yeah. No, really. The Violet Flame decrees 
Everyone who has accomplished the ascension had to use the violet consuming flame to dissolve and consume his own human creation before the substance of his flesh body could vibrate at a rate that would enable it to ascend. What the fuck is that? That is madness. Boil, boil the violet flame through us. I'm getting the sense that um, there there is this other self, this other body that you have that is not your physical body, but that surrounds your physical body, right? Which is theosophy. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things. So, I mean, you know? they're, but they're a theosophy offshoot, so they're taking that right from theosophy. Right. right, but I get the sense that they're also sort of trying to tell you, because I saw some some books recommended when I looked up this stuff about, like, healing oneself, about how, like, you can use this to sort of, like, I don't know, do do healing of your body, I guess? It's meaningless horseshit. Yeah, it seems like a lot of mumbo jumbo. Yeah, it's mumbo. Clicking around special activities, special activities. This is this is dangerous horseshit. I don't think theosophy is dangerous horseshit. I think oh, they're dressing up like angels, huh? Yeah. No, these fuckers are weird, man. Right. Oh, this is weird. Yeah. The pageant of the angels. All right. Are they doing? Is he Jesus? He has a golden bread in his hands. Okay. Okay. This is very weird. Yes. I'm not really certain what's going on here. Is this supposed to be Jesus? No, that's Saint Germain. But okay. Yeah, it's a different character. Also, in um, oh, there's like um, warriors like running too. In in the I am activity, Count Ricosi is is a different character entirely. He's Master M. And also, the Count of St. Germain is a third different character. So, this shit has nothing to do with the Count of St. Germain, the shit I, I was initially talking about. I don't this is know. a teaser to a later episode. This is some fucking yeah. crazy shit. I don't know if this is... This, are the people really th- this crazy to make this up? They have to believe some of this. No, they're just psychopaths. They thought... They had to think of this, though. This came from their imagination. I can imagine some bullshit. Yeah. You know? Like... I don't know. Give me an afternoon. Give me a, a rainy Sunday afternoon. I'll fucking spin you a yarn. That's um, certainly very, very but interesting. I mean, but did they, they're not really that creative though. Cause they did just like steal a bunch of elements of other shit and just like, they kind of threw oh, it yeah, together true. in a, like they didn't come up with St. Germain. They didn't come with right. like, and like the shit that, they, and the shit that they're giving blah, blah, blah. you is nonsense. Yeah. It's entirely devoid of meaning. It's just images from other creative people. This is psychopathy. This is cult leader like distilled. And this is like, so they were like speaking to crowds of thousands. Guy Ballard actually died at like the height of I am activity popularity in uh, 39. Yeah. Yeah. In the thirties, he died at like the height of popularity. And then there's a bunch of legal battles and shit. Like they were gross people, like historical records show that they were, they were kind of fucked people. So they were basically trying to be like Tony Robbins or something. something Yeah. Or like L. Ron Hubbard. I think L. Ron Hubbard might've been inspired by them. Okay. I think that is probably like an uncredited inspiration is kind of the vibe I'm getting. Because they did the same thing. They set up like offices and shit and it was like a nationwide phenomenon to a point, you did know. Did they have courses and stuff that you had? Like- I'm, I'm sure they had some shit. Like I said, I haven't looked enough into it yet. Okay. I really like found this a couple of days ago. Yeah, I'm just you know? so fascinated Me too. And that's that. why I'm like bringing it up Especially, incomplete because like this is I'm some curious shit. to see um, the places that St. Germain's name is tied to. Yeah. I mean- the, so like the, like I said earlier, the website, that's like the, the main, like searching for St. Germain website, like that, like someone that's really into this 
the actual legend, not this shit. Mm-hmm. She has on her on her uh, website like, please don't contact me with any IM activity. Saint Germain ascended masters, like. But she's also has yeah, the she's timeline heard enough about like, it. of like it starts with the dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she doesn't want this shit because it's it's fucked up. But like these fucking guys, they um, you know they they started the whole Mount Shasta thing. Like this is this comes from. Matt, the whole Mount Shasta being spooky, of which that's where St. Germain lives, right? Like that's, oh, that's where yeah, it lives. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But like this comes from Guy and Edna Ballard with the I Am activity. Like all that fucking, you know the flavor. You know the ridiculous fucking bullshit woo-woo flavor. Like that's where this, I found the heart of it. I found the fucking dark heart of yeah. it. Yeah. So I just, I looked up out of curiosity, like St. Germain Starseed, which is people that believe that they have uh, throw two words a- alien ancestry. Yeah, yeah. No, because I'm thinking this is absolutely something that ties into that. There's a Facebook group called St. Germain Starseeds with 1,947 oh members. Oh my so, like, God. Because I'm sure there's like a group of people that are like, that think that they're alien hybrids. And like, why not and use this guy? This is a compelling character seems, at this point. No, he he is like an Ashtar yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. sort of character, like this sort of um, cosmic sort of being, this divine being almost that transcends time and identity. So let's, well, you know, we'll do the I Am stuff another day. Yeah. We'll get into Star Seeds another day. Because I, I think that the Count of St. Germain opened the door to us in our research of a, a weird, a weird kind of, um, yeah. carpool lane. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? Yeah. So oh, absolutely. I, to, to finish this all up, I want to bring it back to the dude, the Count of St. Germain, the probably the real guy, probably Prince Ricosi, right? Like that's probably who he was. And I want like, imagine him and Prince Charles of Hesse Kessel. Yeah. Sitting in the fucking jewelry making shit, like just like fucking shining diamonds and shit. And this fucking guy is like, they're talking about a cult. They're talking about real hermeticism because this is, you know, Mm -hmm. this is, uh, you know, 50 to 100 years after like those books were printed and translated. And so now it's time, like everyone's had time to fucking read the actual shit. And these guys are talking and fucking... Prince Rokosi is uh, saying like, yeah, as so as the Count of St. Germain, I fucking, dude, I... I was at Louis XV's house. I was at fucking Versailles. And um, dude, he had these tiny little diamonds. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I had this fucking piece of quartz, dog. I had this fucking piece of quartz that I had cut to look like I didn't think fucking anyone would ever yeah. think it was real. It was absurdly big, dude. Like, Chuck, Charlie, it was, it, hold my hand. It was the size of our fists put together. Yeah. Uh, dude, he, I took him, he let me take him for a night. I brought him back the court, the court's fake. He fucking bought it, dude. I left there. Then he sent me, then he sent me to go like spy in Wales. And so he just like left the country with his diamond. It was the greatest thing. And they're like, they're laughing and making jewelry together, talking about actual wizard shit. And then this motherfucker, this musician, spy, con man, whatever the fuck this actual fucking character was, the legend of this motherfucker gets turned into some crazy shit. Some, some Jesus. Some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. Jesus adjacent fucking, my God. I don't, right? what, like, what the fuck? No, when I look up St. Germain Starseed, also the first Google image search is Ashtar of the Ashtar command. Fuck. So, like, because I just knew. I'm like, oh, that's Ashtar. Like, that's the same, like. Every time I hear just, Ashtar, I think of that video of the ferret lady with the. 
Calder on our head contact. Yes, yeah, that's the She's same the archetype, and that's going to be another yeah. another future thing. If you have no idea what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So, I, this what just, are your what are your thoughts? Let's let's confine it to the okay. count and like wrap this up. What are your thoughts on the count? Um, brilliant character reminds me of Harry Horse. Reminds me of this guy yeah. that like comes from sort of like this prestigious background and is like, all right, like, I don't know, kind of uh, fuck all that. I don't know. I'm just going to, um, kind of prank people. I'm just going to play by my own rules and have have some fun with it. Just shuck and drive his way through the fucking courts in the 17 Hudgens. Yeah. Just going here and there and having adventures. I don't know. Shit. Hanging out with court ladies. Like I doesn't actually sound that fun his like he didn't have these like romps yeah his actual real life wasn't like so crazy he just lived in different places he just like like, lied a lot yeah (laughs) we don't really know the details of like his his real life and i don't know and like he made music he was a musical person but then also there's there's the french general who is also the count of saint germain who was actually an adventurer Right. Then there was the other uh, dude, I just don't remember who he was. And then there was like the fucking performer who was just telling these stories that may or may not have just gotten bundled up with him. Yeah. If anything, it tells me that. Did he um, actually exist or was it like, is it a composite through folklore? Could be a composite. That's for sure. That's because that's that's probably what what all of the ascended masters are. Like, that's what Jesus is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In my humble opinion. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. The only difference between Jesus and the Count of St. Germain is. There's historical records of the Count of St. Germain. Right. Different character. He left some evidence behind. Different character. Um, different different prototype. At least there's an opera. You know, Jesus yeah, didn't he, write that. Yeah, he made music. He was a real person. Yeah. But, like, the character of St. Germain is different from the Count of St. Germain, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's... It's all fucked, if you ask me. Yeah. It's... Interesting how I, the mythology will far outlive the knowledge of the actual Count of Saint Germain. I think, or he was Hermes. Yeah, or not. Not even like a person. Maybe just, just, added, just a front. I just added one to the list. It wasn't even on. I didn't even. I didn't even fucking. <clears throat> that's Hermes. Yeah. Fuck nay. Yeah, I. I don't know the Count of Saint Germain. If it. If he's a real person. Was obviously I I get the vibe of a very private individual because why else make your identity so obscure yeah. on purpose and tell so many outrageous stories and like build up your mythos? Which I mean, there's if he was actually like a hidden son of some like Transylvanian prince who like whose family got wiped out or something. And there's there's you know there's history there that I didn't yeah. read too deeply into. Um, and I could see it going one of two ways, either. You like take one a boring assumed name and you just like rock with that one the entire time, or you just go like because I mean there's no internet, there's no cell phones, there's no one like really checking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they can write letters. Do you think like, the Transylvania thing tied into the vampire legend? It has to, right? Yeah, it fucking has to. But like also Transylvania's, I want to go there so bad. It looks uh-huh. so cool. It looks so beautiful. I don't know. I was thinking yesterday, I was thinking, okay, so I'm I'm sitting there at my desk and I'm thinking about Jesus, right? As one does. And I'm thinking there's a reason why so many people who don't even like believe in Jesus, when they get scared or like have sleep paralysis, 
see something spooky, they might choose to just call out and say, you know, Jesus, please protect me, blah, blah, blah. I call upon you, Jesus Christ, blah, 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 blah. And then they'll feel better. This is a thing that I've like seen time and time again mentioned online that like works for people and it's worked for me when, when I've been like paranoid and freaked out. I'm like, okay, Jesus, please protect me, even though I don't really believe oh, in yeah. you. And like, it just works because what is Jesus? It's like an idea because nobody could be that perfect. And I, you know that, you know that like this idea of Jesus, this idea of this like <laughs> mythical being just can't exist. Right. You would think there's some people that would like to maybe um, take it. Absolutely. I don't know. (laughs) Have a fundamentalist reading of it. Completely literal. But your hour of need. John McAfee shows up with a margarita. Yeah, you can call upon John McAfee, like fucking John McAfee, please protect me. I can do that. And holy shit, that would work too. Oh, the situation, that might be the right one. It would work too, depending on the situation. If I'm in a bar and like some dudes are like giving me like a hard time or something, I'm going to be like, John McAfee, please deal with these men. You get a letter from the IRS. Yeah. John McAfee, protect me from there. Yeah, so like what is... Saint Germain, not Count of Saint Germain, but Saint Germain. It's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, about the I am activity and shit, I think they just kind of took the name and turned it into something else. And I think that's why the lady that runs the Hunt for Saint, Search for Saint Germain blog, like, she isn't about that. Oh, no. No, because, like, they they took it and fucking ran with it. Okay, I said yeah. they're just creating tulpas, but literally, like, they're not. They're just lying. Yeah, they're I just. Do, I do money. believe the idea of like Saint Germain is in itself like a thought form. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not a tulpa, but a thought form. I think if you wanted to make a Saint Germain tulpa, you could. Or I but mean, well, it could be egregore. That's an egregore status, I guess. Oh no, I don't know, because egregore is a bunch of people that share a same belief in unification that. Yeah, I think it's more of a thought form because people disagree about what he is. Right, right, But it does exist as a concept. Yeah. That is like, I don't know. You could find unity amongst one group if if you decide to align with one belief or the other. Yeah. Or you could fucking make make your own idea of Saint Germain and and manifest him into your your life and have him talk to you all day long. I don't know why you would do that, though. Yeah, you know what the coolest job in the world has to be? What's that? Uh, running the AI systems that like draw the connections between like beliefs and shit on the internet and see how they spread and how they relate to like oh, other groups yeah. of people. Like there's people that do that now. Definitely. For sure. And um, yo, like I'm cheap. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that pretty cheap. I do it too. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So that's the Count of St. Germain. That was fun. Yeah. Um. I'm going to do more research when we're finished recording. It's yeah. like 9.30 at night. I'll probably be up until like 11 just on my laptop just looking look into like crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So. So there you have it, There folks. you have it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow us on all all the things you can follow us on at the Nonsense Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Instagram is where I we post the most. It's where I, you know, that's the easiest for me. Yeah. But yeah, we post no. most on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, probably the best place to follow us. Uh subscribe if you haven't and uh yeah, if you if you like what we do, leave us um leave us a nice review on uh Yes, on, reviews on Apple. really help. Yeah. And uh and yeah. take care. Thank thank you for your for your attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye bye.